Man, oh man, is our real estate market absolutely on fire here in San Antonio. If you're an investor looking at the San Antonio market, you need to be checking out this video. I'm gonna go over everything that you need to know to be a successful San Antonio real estate investor. And make sure you stick to the very end to see some of the hottest zip codes of what, where we are seeing some of the fastest appreciation. Now let's do this. I'm John Barr with An Investor's Journey, bringing you the best tips, tricks, and strategies to help you succeed in real estate the right way. In this very channel, we go over what we're using in our business and what's working and what's not working to help us be successful and share it to you in the world, like this video right here based on where we're actually investing and how we analyze and look at the market. So if you find this information valuable, we would love nothing more than for you just to smash that like button, hit that bell so you can catch all of our videos. So I do have a couple of announcements that I want to make before we get into this market update. So every Friday morning, John and I go live at 8 a.m. here in Central Time, and we call it Coffee with the Johns. That's something where John and I sit across from each other, analyze the news throughout the week, and we talk about it. We look at, we cover everything from real estate to business to politics and trickle it all down to how it affects your personal life and what you can use from that to help manage your emotions and invest it in real estate like we do. We get in some pretty interesting discussions and back and forth. So if you're interested in that, it's 8 a.m. every Friday morning, Central Time called Coffee with the Johns. The second announcement I wanna talk about is we are having a live workshop coming up March 20th. So if you're interested about that, be tuned to your email, head over to primehomes.com and subscribe to the newsletter so you can catch more information about that live workshop. So without further ado, let's get into the market update. So for the month of December, or the range December through February, depending on what data this comes out, this is what our economic data kind of looks like. Our average sales price was just over 304000 which was a 14.69% increase year over year. Anytime you see Y over Y, it means what are we up or down from this time last year. Median sales price for January was 250000 which is a 14.9% increase year over year. Total sales, 2559 Total sales, which is a 23.1% increase year over year. So a lot, a lot of average sales price, median sales, total sales price, double digits, appreciation, or increases from this time last year. I think this month was the seventh month in a row that our real estate market has had double digit appreciation in our median sales prices. Our average rental price is up to 1532, which is a 6.3% increase year over year. So that's something that's really good to see as a landlord because a lot of times uh, the median, the sales prices really increase at a faster rate than what average rental prices do. So what goes up being here in Texas is our taxes. So if rent stayed too low for too long will eventually eat into our cash flow because we just literally can't rent the house for more for, or more than what the appreciation has been for the tax increases. Our employment, we had a 4.89% decrease year over year to 1.136 million, but we did gain 2,000 or 10,134 jobs from the previous month, which is absolutely fantastic to see to have job growth. Unemployment shrank almost down an entire percent to 6.41% which is trending nationally, well, lower than the national average. And I think it's even lower than the Texas average right now. Months of inventory is sitting at 2.18. 
and that is a half a month de increase from the previous month. So that means increase there. That means that there's more inventory in the market than there was in January. So it's the reverse of all the other numbers. February of 2020 was 4.89. So what we're really looking at there is our market has gotten significantly hotter. So now remember some of my previous videos that the month's inventory, six months is that balance between buyer and seller. So anytime we get lower than that, it's what we call a seller's market. And the seller has more negotiating power because there's more buyers in the market than there are sellers. So that drives down the month's inventory, drives up competition and drives up prices. As you can see in those total monthly sales uh, statistics and you'll see in these next slides. So construction permits is up to 1,202, which is a 53.1% increase year over year. And that is an absolutely fantastic thing to see, to see that there's builder confidence, that people are wanting to build property and we are needing to fill this massive void of lack of inventory. The average value though did drop 2% to, and this is just from the previous month of 227,900. That's just kind of when you do go file for a permit, you have to put a declared value of what that is. So to still see that they're bringing homes online with an average value of 227,000 is absolutely fantastic to see. What's up podcast. If you are getting value out of this right now and you're saying, damn, John, th this is some good shit. This is some good information. And I just ask you just shoot on over to YouTube and just Find this video and give me a little thumbs up on there. It helps me so much. You have no idea how much it means to me. With all the work and everything that we put into this, it, it really helps us grow our channel and grow our, our reach. So if you can just, if you're finding some value, just shoot on over to YouTube, find an investor's journey, find this video and just give it a little thumbs up. That means the world. Thank you. So for our first sales statistic that I, I follow very closely is the median sales price. And I got this plotted from June, 2010 through January, 2021. Now, what you're looking at here is our sales cycles, where you see it goes up and up and down, up and down, up and down. What you're really looking at is, like I mentioned, those sales cycles of real estate, where it goes up in the summer, down the winter, up in the summer, down the winter, up in the summer, down the winter. And you get that little blip at the bottom. That's usually always December. It's people that are trying to buy that house at the very end of the year and trying to get into the house for the new year for spend Christmas in their new house. The only thing you're going to see that's kind of different is you look at 2020, how it went up and it should have started coming back down. It didn't. It just absolutely took off and it's been pegged at the top and just recently dropped only $5,000 the median sales price, but it's still significantly up year over year. The next slide is our monthly rents. And this is kind of follows the same trend where it's up in the summer, down in the winter, up in the summer, down in the winter. And you can kind of see that it started to level out a little bit kind of in the last three years. But in 20, 2020, it really kind of took off again and kind of made up that difference. So that's the thing that us as landlords are really hoping we are going to see. Now, you being the landlord, what you can really use this information to use as applicable to your business is to structure your leases, get them to where they always end between that March, April, May timeframe, because you, what we do, we do this with all of our properties. So all of our houses that we own, we have them, we have them staggered out between March, April, and May, because I made a huge mistake of one year, making them all end on one month of April and also had four properties go vacant. And now I was really struggling to get all four of those out. Cause it was just myself managing that at the time. So what we do is no matter when we pick a house up, when we get it ready, whenever we get it rented, we have all of our leases end in those three timeframes to, for the fact that 
if the tenant does decide to move out and not renew, we have the time to get in the property, do any make readies we need to do and catch that that next wave, that next summertime of that price increase at the highest time when we have people moving around. That's another thing is most sales happen in the summertime. So that's why you kind of want to structure your leases to end right around the summertime. Our next slide here is our 20 year unemployment. Um, kind of, it's kind of hard to really judge how our employment unemployment really was because how high it shot in uh, April, May of last year. But it was fantastic to see here in Texas that it dropped off like a rock and you can kind of see the pattern that it's starting to form as it slowly trends down and it, what it starts to mimic what it looked like in coming out of the 08 real estate crash. So that's one thing that I want to continue to see is yes, it's not going to be a straight line down to continue to fall. We're going to have some ups and downs, ups and down, kind of creating this zigzag pattern like we had in the past, but that is what I want to see. And I want to see that continue to where if I see that reverse start going the other way, I know our economy is starting to flatten out. And as a real estate investor, that's something I do not want to see is because if people don't have jobs or getting laid off, they can't afford houses and that can bring inventory up to the market and make us more competitive and have to drop the prices down to get to that buyer pool. Year over year appreciation. This is a new, this is something I've been tracking for several months. And what I was looking for is to see how is the market picking up an appreciation like it was between basically 2012 through 2015, or was it starting to trend and slow down a little bit, basically 15 through 2020. But now, like I mentioned earlier, it's like we've had five months, seven months of over double digit appreciation. So it's kind of an out of the norm. How long this is can continue? Nobody has any idea. There's a lot of talk of interest rates rising, but is that going to stop our massive influx of people that are literally moving here from the coast, from other places to San Antonio, to Texas because of our strong job market? So now you might be asking yourself, cool, John, I get it. I love the data and I want to be investing in San Antonio. But then you ask a city of 1.2 million people. And I hear San Antonio is the seventh largest in the nation. Not every area can be that good, can it? Well, yes and no. I mean, everything's a good deal at the right price point and with the right strategies. But if you're just looking for that, hey, I'm out of state, I want to buy a rental property, I want to hold on to something for appreciation, these next few slides are going to help you with determining that. So this next spot is, next segment is where I go over where we're buying property, where we like to target property and why we want to pick them up. Just because we're data, we're data people, we follow data and we follow those trends. So first I'm going to go by price range of homes to see where in that price point is the most in demand that you're going to have the fastest appreciation. And then I'll go over by zip code of where the hot areas are by that month's inventory that I was talking about earlier. So first up we have by the price range. So now you can see where the bulk of our inventory is sold out of the 2,500 homes. But what is this? 900, 1500 homes. So about almost over half, 60% of our homes are sold in that 150 to $300,000 price point. So for us in our business, this is absolutely where we love to pick up properties, where we like to flip properties into and where we like to sell. And for our rental properties, we love to pick stuff up. I think every one of our properties that we buy is in this 150 to 200,000 price range, just because I can get better cash flow, lower tax rates, and they have high appreciation. So I'm now seeing some, a lot of those properties being pushed into the 200,000s because they have been such in demand for so long. 
So that's something that you can use as far as where you target and where do you wanna pick up homes at. The next thing I go over is the months of inventory. So now in our city, this is where the lowest months of inventory is. And you can see that 78250, 251, 249 are all on the kind of pretty much the Northwest side of the city. So if you're new to San Antonio, you look at the Northwest side, it's all along that 1604 corridor. And we own properties in all three of these zip codes. And we've seen massive appreciation in the last year, especially since this pandemic has hit because of these absolutely low months of inventory. Now keep in mind what that months of inventory really means. That means that there is, so for if you took all of the houses that sold this entire this last month and all of the houses currently available on this month, divide them into each other, it shows how long that housing stock will last on the market. What we're looking for for a balanced market is six months inventory. So basically say 10 houses sold last month and there's 60 homes on the market, divide the 60 by the 10, that's six months of inventory. So that's your balanced market between buyer and seller. Now we have one less than one month of inventory, meaning we're in a huge seller's market that there is not any inventory. And if there is inventory, they're selling extremely fast for higher than asking prices. So that's the thing that well, you can see that when you look at two years ago, to what it is now why you're seeing such those high price increases and if you're if you're saying to yourself right now holy crap this is some good information you know I, this is stuff that i just i didn't i didn't even know was available i'm learning some amazing strategies then all i ask from you is just shoot on over to an investor's journey on youtube find this video and just give it a little thumbs up you know i'll put the link in the description just so it's one click like and you're done how much easier can that be, right? Just give me some support. Show me some love. That's all I ask from you. And I will keep putting out this amazing content. So show me some love and enjoy the rest of the show. So like I said, you take a look at these price increases from February of 19 to what they are today. So from 173 to 213, you're talking $40,000 in just appreciation alone, not including any kind of cash flow or built in equity you were able to create in this one zip code. So if you bought in February, 2019, even if you bought at retail top of the market, you've now made $40,000 in appreciation alone, not including any cash flow. So that's why I kind of put this in here and why I harp so much on these months of inventory and what this stuff really Really means as you can see how these prices have increased in just two years by 10, 20, 30, $40,000. So that is an absolutely critical piece of information that you really need to pay attention to when you're investing or analyzing a potential property from one property or area to another. Now, the caveat to that is where is the highest month's inventory? And I got to apologize, had a little formatting error down there at the bottom. I didn't kind of grab it when I was uh, enlarging and centering. So I'm sorry about that if you got to squint a little bit. So um, this is the opposite side of our spectrum, which now you said that, hey, six months of inventory is your balanced market. Are you saying every one of your zip codes is in a seller's market? Yeah, it's exactly what I'm saying. And that's why I'm saying, I was telling at the very beginning of this video, why San Antonio is so hot and why everybody's here and trying to invest here. But now the thing with this is this doesn't mean these are bad zip codes to invest in because you obviously 278261 here, 2.8 months of inventory, 350,000 from February, 423,000 as of February this year. That's I mean, what are we talking, $73,000 in appreciation? Not to say they are bad by any means. It's just saying you really need to pay attention to see what it is that um, makes those so desirable. 
And now I'm looking through this. We got a little bit of a typo here. I'm not exactly sure what happened with this, but prices did not fall from 332,000 down to 18,000. There's probably a missing number in there of a three. I am guessing knowing that 7823 zip code. But like I said, these are the zip codes that you need to kind of pay attention to in the inventory. And you just got to be a little more crucial into uh, that zip code of what it's going to take to get to sell. Because if you're on the market for three months and you're in this $500,000 price point, that every month you hold that, every interest payment you pay every day you hold that house, that is money out of your pocket. So you might need to underwrite your deal a little more and make sure you spend money in the right place so your house is on the market, off the market as fast as possible and not sitting in the market for three months straight. Great. So now you're asking yourself, cool, are there really only 20 zip codes in all of San Antonio? No, there's actually like 65 zip codes that I actually track here in San Antonio. So if you are interested in that, head over to sarealestatemarket.com and you can get the full list of all of the zip codes that I track for this information, giving you the months of inventory, the number of properties sold, how many were active, stuff like that, as well as a full copy of the entire presentation that we just went through. You can download that. And again, that's at sarealestatemarket.com. So quick reminders that before we conclude this video, Coffee with the Johns goes live every Friday morning. We'd love to see you at 8 a.m. Central Time. We'd love to see you tune in and engage with us and talk with us and have conversations with us. We love doing it. it. lasts about two hours. And we also have that live workshop coming up March 20th. So pay attention to videos and your email inbox, and you will be getting more information dropped on that. So now there is one last thing that I want to cover, and it's a common topic or misconception that some people say that, I don't need my real estate license to be a real estate investor. That's true. You don't need it, but you're at a disadvantage to, to not have your re real estate license if you are in real estate and being a real estate investor. So we did a little video on that. You can check it out right here in the links below of everything we just kind of went over so that you can see the topics that we cover and how we cover that and why it's beneficial for you to have a real estate license to be a real estate investor in 2021. We'll see you guys next month.